Mr. Andrew, good evening to you, sir. It's a great honour to be here yeah. and chatting to you. What's your overwhelming emotion when you watch that on the big screen? Uh, it's quite intense, this last episode, isn't it? There's, there's so much uh, sadness in it, really. Um, I mean, it, it, it is really um, telling you what it's like to be alive and, um, and not alive. Mm. Uh, um, uh, quite overwhelming. I, I, I found it, uh, again, it's only the second time I've seen it, really. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, the first time I saw it, it was in a rough cut when it wasn't really quite finished. So, um, so uh, adapting yeah. uh, this work then, has this always been a lifelong ambition for you then, just to bring Tolstoy's work to a television screen? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> um, I don't know what it was. I, I, I thought it was going to turn out to be disappointing or um, something like that. But um, I, was, I, was, I was very glad when Faith Penhale uh, forced me to read it. and. Um, because I, I absolutely loved it, and I thought um, I also thought I, I can I can do this better than any of the previous adaptations. So, um, uh, so let's, and you did. let's do yeah. it, <laughs> and I did. Yes. Yeah. And what about for you boys uh, playing in War and Peace? I mean, what was the, what was it like when you had the call, or how did it work with you? Uh, when I first read my part, mm. then I read the scripts, and then I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the way most actors do it, I think. Yeah. Um, it's just an amazing book. I've never read writing about falling in and out of love that is as, as, as true, you know, well, in my experience. Yeah. My, that's just like my life, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aaron, what, what about for you? Uh, where are those costumes? I mean, they're incredible. Yeah, it's uh, quite a crusty job for me. I just uh, turned up in ballrooms and slept with different women, got different titles <laughs> and left. I didn't do any fighting, you know, so it was just a great laugh for me, to be honest with you. Uh, all the uh, other boys got dirty and got gritty and I just laughed in the face of their misery, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom, how, how, how long, what was the production? How long did it take to get to this point? Was it two and a bit years? Yes, I think it was, I think it was about that. Um, and then we two were... Two years, so yeah. that you were completely yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so I joined when Andrew really uh, written the first draft of all the scripts and then we worked a bit together and started casting and, um, and then we shot for six months. And where did you do the majority of the shooting? So the majority was in Lithuania um, and we sort of centred around Vilnius but we also did some in, in Latvia, a wonderful palace called Rundale um, and then about three and a half weeks in Russia as well for the, the, mainly for the exteriors. But, um, but yes, um, but pr predominantly in, in Lithuania. Yeah, and George, for you, for you when, when you watch this on, on the big screen, I mean, that's the remarkable thing. I mean, a lot of people come to this movie theatre to watch movies. It does not look out of place in this cinema. That was the, yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> that was the, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the idea. We wanted it to be epic and big and some, you know, sexy and sumptuous and rich and everything that Andrew's writing was, and uh, I think we did that. You it's, did, it's you pretty, very much pretty did. Good, yeah. um, and um, what have you made, Andrew, of many reviews? And lots of people have been using that word I described at the beginning. People have been describing it as sumptuous uh, television. Uh, have you been pleased with the way it's been received? By the yeah, yeah, I, I, I love the sumptuous stuff. And um, uh, I mean, always with the things I, I do, and it's partly my own fault. I have to put up with a bit of, uh, uh, you know, Davis, pun 
Albert Thor, royal, foie, <laughs> sexy, etc. But I mean, it does get people interested and it does get people watching and eventually they, they get into the show and they find out what it's all about. And um, uh, I, I've been uh, delighted with the coverage and the way it's been um, keeping going, really, and, mm. and, and developing. People are, uh, are still writing about it. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I just like to say Tom did a fantastic job directing this show. I mean, he um, he did everything I was hoping for and and more. Um, so difficult to get the balance right between um, the, you know, the pace of the story. I wanted it to be pacey, but I also wanted it to be something where you could really linger and get into the heads and hearts of the main characters and he, he just did all that and it's just so difficult that, to do that and oh, um, thank you well I have to say that's only possible with amazing scripts to begin with and also with the trust of, of you know the, the whole production team and, and BBC Wales as well it's, it's and mm. and then it's also only possible with when you start working with the crew and the cast it really is a, the whole thing is only possible as a gargantuan team effort, and that's really what it was. I was going to say that as well, because you can't do much. You can have the best script in the world, you can have the best uh, cinematography, you can have the best camera people, but at the end of the day, you need believable cast members, and, and that's why it's all come to life, because the cast is utterly brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Just, um, I, I don't think there's a single weak link there. It's, it was a real pleasure to to work with them all, and actually a real pleasure to watch it. It's really nice to sit, you know, we don't, you know, I sit in an edit room for a long time, you know, picking over and on a small screen and just to kind of sit back and watch with an audience is a real, real pleasure. So it was, um, it was suddenly it feels real somehow, just yeah. watching it with other people. Uh, and James and Aaron, somebody told me earlier today that you needed some military training as well. Did you have military training at all? Yeah, we, we had a little bit. The, guy, the guys, the extras, the Lithuanian and Russian extras, they had loads. They had, they had been there, through, I think, a week before we arrived. So we, I mean, it was easy for us uh, officers because we turned up said said the commander. Just like just, real officers. They just, exactly, yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, the, but that's, again, testament to the production. We had um, an incredible dance coordinator called Diana who was there. Um, and uh, uh, training people in the corridors. Of the training, yeah, Lily and I were waltzing up and down the, the hotel corridors for about a week. Um, amazing, Jack Arnold, who wrote all the music, uh, all that the ballroom scene is all written uh, specifically for the. So every every component was in place, and everyone gave it absolutely uh, everything they could. And so, yeah. yeah. And Tom, when you look at, I mean, the design is brilliant as well. The design is amazing as well. Do you do you count yourself? almost lucky to have been involved in such a phenomenal BBC production like this. Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but it just, there, are, there are times during the production where you definitely you go into a, like that bedroom, and uh, Pierre's bedroom in episode two, and you, you look and you think, this, this is, I can't quite, imagine what it was like to be actually sleeping in that bedroom with this enormous <laughs> space and looking at it, it does feel, and because some of those locations are so beautiful, Catherine's Palace and St Petersburg, and you, it, it does feel like you're stepping back in time, and it makes it, it makes it much that much easier to kind of recreate the world because these locations are so vast and wonderful. Even as a self-confessed foodie, even when Pierre puts the salt on his potato, <laughs> even the beef looks amazing. <laughs> please, please tell me that was real Welsh beef, yeah? yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, Adrian, how, how long away were you guys filming as well? Were you away for a long time? Uh, well, you know, we're, we're all in and out, but it took about five, six months, the whole thing. 20 um, weeks. Was it, yeah. For the record, <laughs> yeah. but bizarrely, you know, we were always there in our family groups. Mm. So our family groups got very close, 
I think that's why I find it quite emotional watching tonight, because you're yeah. watching what happens to your family, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, we always hated the bog conference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realise it all got on so well at the end. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's, it's a gorgeous thing After to do. After you died. And I, I would say that a testament to how, to how well it went, there's a scene in tonight where um, the Rostov family is about to leave Russia, uh, to leave Moscow, and uh, Tom sort of put it in right at the last minute, he wasn't supposed to, it was very naughty, um, of us just waiting to leave. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of thing that Tom's got experience of as a sort of Quaker idea that you sit down before you leave somewhere and think about it, and it's my favourite scene. Where you, and each, each actor knew what they were doing. There's no script, there's nothing, but we all knew what we were thinking, what we were doing, and. It, it's, it's my favourite bit. I love that. Tom, I just, Tom, um, sorry, I interrupted uh, Tom and George. Um, it, it, it was, re it was a, um, why it feels so modern and dynamic. I think is that they were never afraid just to go completely off piste and, and try something new. Um, all, all those shots of Andre, from, you know, I think everyone had an experience of this, like Aid saying, but all those shots of Andre standing in a field or walking away into the sunset was totally uh, impulsive and, um, and improvised. You know, Tom would see a beautiful sunset and at the end of the day at five o'clock in the evening, everyone else was going home and he'd like shout, George, James, George and I'd like rolling around, okay, here we go, up a hill. And he would just say to George, roll, you know, just let James walk away. And, and the whole way through, I thought he was joking. I thought, he's definitely taking the piss. <laughs> I kept walking and walking. Away. At the end of this, it's going to be a brilliant outtake. And eventually, I'd hear, cut, but turn around and walk back. But it all made it into the final yeah. cut. And it's just a testament to how dynamic and adventurous they are. I was going to say it's a testament to how, what a great team it is. Because actually, the, I, I, I'm very flattered that you thought it was my idea, but it wasn't. It was, it was my amazing assistant, Jack Peters' idea. Was it Jack's idea? Yeah, and I seized I it. I always thought he was better than you. <laughs> and you did, put it in there. But also, it just means that, you know, it's that flexibility, you know, when you're working with a team, you need people that are working well together. And that, you know, again, that comes back to the scripts, the fact that all the actors knew exactly what their characters were and knew how they were working together. It comes back to the actors and the cast who knew each other and who knew how to work with each other and who trusted each other. And it really just comes back to the fact that, you know, in order to make something like this, you, you, you need to be, uh, everyone needs to be brilliant because if you... So what you're saying is there wasn't a single row? There were very few rows. There were a few rows. Of course, there were a few rows. You need rows. Keep that, you that's a great scene. Uh, Bethan, when you look back at, at the moment the BBC decided to go with this and give you the money to do this, this amazing production as well, why do you think the BBC went for War and Peace? Well, because it's such an extraordinary book and it hasn't been done for 40 years, and I think every generation has to have a go at these big classics. Um, because Andrew was going to write it, is another reason, <laughs> frankly. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just very, sort of, it's very contemporary, isn't it? Those characters, they feel very real and they, you, can, you can respond to them and, and feel the same, I think there's this, you know, obviously the same emotions, the same choice, the same problems, the same difficulties that they face. It's not a million miles away from, you know, young people, teenagers today, so... It, it just speaks to everybody, but that's what a classic text does. But there will always be a place for epic costume drama on the BBC. Absolutely, yeah. It's been an incredible uh, last 10 years, uh, starting off probably with, with Doctor Who, um, uh, with uh, Julie Gardner and Faith Penhale, uh, visionary and determined people who um, uh, seemed uh, to me like like 
the most lively people in the BBC, and it's thrilling to me, uh, coming from Wales, you know. So it's, it's a powerhouse, and it's extraordinary, and we ought to be terribly proud of it. Uh, right, we're going to throw it out to the audience now, if you have a question. I wouldn't mind if you could put your hand up and tell us who you are and who your question is for. Let's rattle through about five or six before we end this evening. Thank you. Lady at the front. Hello, lady at the front. How are you? <laughs> uh, Jenny Rathbone, Assembly Member, Cardiff Central. Um, I suppose one of the most astonishing things is, is the, um, some of the most expensive shots are those military scenes of you know, thousands of uh, battalions of, of people all lined up. And I just wondered if you could just tell us you know, how many extras did you have and how the hell did you get it all orchestrated from such a long shot. It, Tom, are you best placed to answer that question? Julie, Julie could answer Julia. that, I think. Well, it's wonderful that you think there were thousands of extras because actually we there was had only about two. <laughs> I think the most we ever had was 300. Um, and then we um, supplemented that with, with visual effects, crowd replication. Um, and in terms of why they work, I think it's something that um, James was talking about a little bit before, which is the training. Um, we actually had uh, Paul Biddis, who James mentioned, who's a, an ex-para, and he trained not for a week, for months, oh, wow. with those boys to train them so that, you know, every moment on screen counted and felt real. And then it's about picking the moments, isn't it, really? Just, you know, we, we can't do Saving Private Ryan, but it's telling those, those crucial, intimate, powerful moments that really sort of you know, show the pain and the horror of war, which is how Tolstoy saw it, so... Mm. I mean, I think fr add? from the very beginning we realised that we, you know, anything on a really larger scale, we were going to have to keep to a real minimum, um, just because of the cost of the visual effects, so we, you know, as, as is very consistent with, with the book and Andrew's scripts, is, is it's trying to kind of get inside the character, so trying to make mm. it as subjective as possible, so we see it from the point of view from the, of the character, so hopefully that's more powerful and, and more relevant, as well as easier to achieve. So you could have done it without the big scenes then? Without those very things. I think that because you need to establish it. Yeah, because you know it's the Battle of Borodino with with hundreds of thousands of people. I think you do want just something just to set the scene, and then you, it sort of helps you buy the kind of the more intimate moments. May I just say as well, it's not often you see that kind of film work attempted for television anymore. Um, it, it, in the early days of film uh, television making, it was done, but. I, I have to take my hat off to the the actual the the, the freedom that that the, you know the creatives had and the trust that they had to be able to take the time to do those big kind of moments because they are perfect storytelling is 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 paintings rather than forcing you into something and then you have to like find yourself to be emotionally connected halfway into a scene you're already connected because the painting's already been put into your mind and um, it's, it's so beautiful to see that. I'm not saying I'm biased because I was never in any of those big pictures, but um, it's such a lovely thing to be said. I probably should tell you that personally, <laughs> you, George, that personally. Um, but it, it's just lovely to see that as an actor um, who loves storytelling, uh, to see that people still do have the balls to do things like this. <laughs> any further questions? We've got three there. Uh, man in the middle. Hello, sir. Hi there, uh, Giles Armstrong, games writer. I uh, just wanted to congratulate you on a fantastic series, and in particular, sticking one hell of a landing on the ending. That was fantastic. 
Uh, my question is really to everyone, which is uh, if there was a single aspect of, of your entire time on the project, uh, what would you say you're most proud of? Should we go round? Should we go right round the panel? Bethan, do you want to go first? <laughs> what are you most proud of? I look at it. I mean, how can you pick one one moment? I, I can't think of any. You know, there, there are so many moments that you look at. There's so much I'm proud of. Maybe you know, this amazing team for making this. Um, I can't pick one thing. Sorry, the whole thing. Can't do it. The, the whole thing, thing. is the nice answer. Marvelous. Is the right answer. I think maybe um, filming in Catherine Palace because it just delivers so much in terms of scale. And I remember Lily walking in, Lily James, and saying, I imagine this is what it's like if you wake up in heaven. <laughs> and I thought, if, they, if everybody feels like that in today's filming, then we've really given the production something special. That's a lovely line. Tom? Uh, I think probably just more biased by having just watched the last episode, so what's fresh in my mind is definitely is, is, is Bob Konsky's death. I feel very proud of that. Uh, I like the potato eating as well. That, that was, that was good for me. And, um, and I, like, I, you know, I, like the, I like the romance of it. I, you know, one thing I really uh, love, particularly in the script actually, is like, you know, romance, romance is not, it's quite rarely done uncynically. Um, and it feels like proper romance, both at the ball and at the end. And it just feels really, uh, I really... But I find that quite, yeah, quite helpful. Well, um, terribly hard to, to pick out any. In a way, I'd like, I'd like to pick out some of the big moments. But actually, I, I, I liked um, uh, some of the little comedic moments, uh, uh, a lot of them featuring uh, Elaine and some of them featuring Boris, <laughs> some of them featuring them, featuring them both together. Uh, <laughs> And maybe I, I, yeah, I'm very proud of that little scene. That's uh, it's not in the book at all. Where where Boris turns up in Ellen's house and he thinks he's come to some kind of posh party and <laughs> nobody's there except him and her. And he has to kind of play it by ear and he's he's very nervous and. Uh, yeah, there's that wonderful line. Says, Don't you think there are enough of us? Yeah. Don't think there are enough of us? And uh, <laughs> she just takes him upstairs and then they're all right. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to do much fighting, did he? <laughs> didn't fight that very Where he got his ear pulled. We'll rattle, through you. <laughs> we'll rattle through you guys, because yeah. we're, we're running out of time, mm. and I want to squeeze two more questions in. Sorry, George, quickly. Uh, death of Petya. Right. So uh, oh, yeah. um, uh, uh, Greta's reaction as the camera yeah. tracks around the door, I, I find that incredibly moving, even though we can see even shot it. But yeah, it's just, uh, I think Greta is such an incredible character. And yeah. James and Adrian and Adrian, quickly. Uh, the, 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 was Adrian alluded to the, the Bolkonski working with someone at Jim, the little scenes we have in his office, so they were understated, but when you know, he says goodbye to Andre before he goes off to war and the hand goes on the shoulder and the eyes are diverted, um, they were those unspoken, tiny little moments between two men who couldn't show emotion. Uh, I really, really enjoyed playing with those. Good man. Adrian? Uh, probably Jessica Buckley's performance for me. I thought she was... A hidden gem throughout the hotel, and I think she nailed it beyond anyone else's capability. So she was sensational. Thank you, Adrian. I'm just really pleased that my wife and children really love it, and again, be really pissed off on Sunday that it finishes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for your question, uh, lady at the back. Hi, uh, I'm Grace. I'm a production design student at the local uni. Um, I was just wondering, um, during the whole process of making this. Um, if you could say there's one thing that you learnt doing it, what would that one thing be? 
you want us to go around the panel again, or should we just pick uh, one or two of them? Whoever wants to answer. Okay, anybody? What have, what have you learned? Uh, I'll, I'll go for this. The, the, no matter how much you think you can't get past something, you, there's always a way. Like you, somehow you always get past it. There are so many locations, and so many, so many of these locations, these houses just don't fit together, and in completely different places. And I, I thought it was going to be so obvious that, that you know, particularly with the, the production design point of view, it's so obvious that they're walking out of one location into an entirely different place. And somehow through our production designer's brilliance and kind of imagination and through George's brilliance, like with lighting and kind of matching things, it, it, it all, I hope you agree, um, kind, of, kind of knits together beautifully. And I, I never thought we'd get past that, but there's somehow where there's a will, there's a way. Can I say that I've learned that you can never have enough hats? <laughs> <laughs> Talking of the wardrobe, do you, is there going to be like some sort of, because I was reading a piece the other day about a war, war and peace kind of fashion-inspired catwalk stuff. That apparently there's a, there's, a, there's a rise in the number of we military should, overcoats. We should just Edwards. say something because our wonderful uh, designer, Edward, responsible for the rise in military overcoats for men, yeah? <laughs> yes. Is this true? Uh, there was one more question we were going to squeeze in. There was, a, there was one more hand before I get onto Twitter. Uh, right, you go, young man, and then we'll just ask the panel about whether they're aware of the Twitter phenomenon last night. Um, I'm Ben. I'm a production apprentice down in Rothlock. Um, you told a perfect story in like a perfect set amount of episodes, but so many programs out there are expanding a story over several series. Was there any discussion or consideration over exp expanding War and Peace over several series? Yeah, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew? <that>. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, quite pleased when it finished. I mean, I like a story that finishes. Yeah. It's better to leave people wanting more. Um, well, thank you for your question. Uh, we're going to just end on, on, on Twitter. It was, uh, it was trending last night. Um, 5.1 million viewers uh, yesterday two, evening. 5.2. 5.2. <laughs> okay. 5.1, it said on my official BBC email today. But I, but, and begrudgingly, 3 million more than the, the nation's fastest sports results programme. You have no idea what that means. Uh, 4.30 every Saturday. BBC one. Um, but, but, but here's the thing. On, on Twitter, one of the things I noticed yesterday was that people were celebrating the fact that the BBC had the bravery to make something that looked like a film. Why is television all of a sudden, maybe Andrew, I'll put this question to you, why is television all of a sudden, the movies are popular, they will always be there, people will love buying tickets for the box office. Why is television all of a sudden, both in the States and here, <coughs> taking on monumental, very brave productions that ordinarily perhaps you would see in a cinema? Um, because um, uh, by and large the cinema is, isn't doing it. So, uh, cinema is all about making money and, uh, and, and uh, aiming at particular uh, age groups and so on. Uh, and uh, adults, uh, um, grown-up people, are, are not a target audience. Um, because they, they tend... They take a lot of persuading to get out of their homes and go across the town and pay money to sit in the cinema. So, and television is, is a better place for good drama these days. For all those of us then who are involved in television on a daily basis, the future of television is secure. Oh yeah, yeah. I noticed Harvey Weinstein's name yeah. on the credits as well. 
he's he's obviously a very big player. What was that relationship and how did that start? It was really good. I think that you know it was it was very very good and you know they were very generous with their with their notes with their appreciation of the of the series we worked with them. They you know there were no conflicts at all really. I mean Harvey put some really interesting notes which we took on board. Um, and some things we said no, we don't want to do that, and we didn't do them. Good it was really good, excellent casting suggestions, and some really good notes. And the end was a really good note as well, wasn't it? I think we're out of time. Thank you very much indeed to one and all. Thank you for your questions. Round of applause for our casting crew. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Thank you very much.